0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Thomas Escro. And we are uh, proclaiming the truths of the faith. Uh, what a beautiful show we've had. We've reflected on the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. and. Um, Some beautiful things, especially in couples ministry and the work of catechesis and evangelization that's taking place in our listening area. We're joined this morning by Karen Sisson, who will share with us about a catechetical or religious education method called the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, and how that's fostering a greater growth in the relationship between our faith and our reason and our experience of faith. Karen, thanks for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live.
0: Hello, good morning. I'm happy to be with you.
1: Now, Karen, you're the Director of Religious Education um, for Pre-K through 6th grade at the Sacraments of the Church at St. Michael and St. Mary in Stillwater, Minnesota. You know, how did you first become involved with the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd and uh, using it in, in teaching the faith to children?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it was probably, it was 11 years ago um, I had heard of the catechism of the but I didn't know much of it. But then our pastor actually asked me to go. And he wanted this method. Someone had brought a brochure that they had wanted to um, kind of advertise for this method for for our parents. And then I said, "Can I, is this okay? Can I pass this out?" And he said, "I want this method here." <laughs> yeah. And he did not let up. And he he's a wonderful pastor, and he was he didn't he he never responded quickly to emails, but when he He quickly responded and said, I want this here. And then it seems like every time I saw him, he goes, have you checked that out yet? Have you checked that out yet? (laughs) Um, So he's the one that wanted it. And so I went, I found a course. I actually got into the course late. And um, I just thought it was incredibly beautiful. The truth, beauty, and goodness that I witnessed and saw in the formation courses, I just thought, oh, this is what I want to bring to the children. Um, It was much better than what we were using in the textbook method. So that's how I started it, and it was like a whirlwind that we got it going um, in our parish. So now we have all three levels after 11 years um, in our parish, and now through fifth grade in our school.
1: Well, that's beautiful. In my parish, Holy Cross Ipswich, we have an atrium where we do the Good Shepherd, uh, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. And I know Thomas here at Sacred Heart, um, you guys also uh, are participating in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Um, You know... Karen, you touched on it a little bit. Why? What sets this method of catechesis apart from other methods of religious education?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, this approach is religious formation for the children ages 3 to 12. And it originated in 1954, and Sophia Cavalletti and Gianna Gobi kind of took what where Montessori left off. So Montessori has given us a tre- tremendous amount in what she observed and saw in the child. Um, so we use her method of teaching and her principles to understand who the child is and help them develop an informed and genuine relationship with God. Um, so it, she observed, and then what Sophia and Gianna took, is these deep religious needs that the children have at different stages of their lives. So they have these needs of their soul that need to be met so that they can become the best version of themselves, I would say, Um, and so we as catechists use every, or what we have in the Level 1 course, and actually all through the catechesis, are the religious things that the children have shown us, what speaks to their needs of their souls that need to be met. And then it also is different um, because it uses the parable method and the method of sign, versus, like, a textbook. I mean, we have our Scripture and Roman Missal that I would say are our textbooks, um, but uh, when your, your content must match your method that you use, and when your content is the infinite mystery of God, what method are you going to use to convey that? And so when Christ always taught, talked about the Kingdom of God, He used parables. And the parables suit the children because they have this need for awe and wonder. And there's many ways to look at a parable um, with the children, um, and so that we don't ever um, limit God to a definition. Um, we keep wondering and, and being in awe over what more we can learn about Him. Um, so, for example, like with the parable of the precious pearl, um, many of us have heard that Uh, parable before where the merchant searches for the fine pearls and when he finds one of great value, um, he sells everything he has to buy that pearl. And we often think of who is this pearl, who is the merchant, and we think of Christ as being the pearl, and the merchant is us, right? We sell everything so that we can have Christ. But the children have shown us that the pearl is us, is me, And the merchant is Jesus. And so it brings this incredible joy and peace, not only to the children, but to me, myself, as a catechist, as a co-listener with the children in this method. So we have these beautiful parables on the kingdom of God that we give them. We also talk about the language of sign. So we show them the gestures and prayers of the priest at Mass. And they go right to the heart of the mass where we have the consecration of the bread and wine. So we show them like the gesture of the epiclesis over the bread and wine that the priest does. And we, we ponder that with them. You know, what is a gesture? You know, using our body without using any words to communicate something. So where does the priest's hand start up high and where do they end over the bread at, or over the bread and wine? And we're, at, we're like wondering with them, what is the priest's prayer do you think he's asking in this gesture? And we let them ponder that for a while. And then when they know, we say, what's going to happen with the bread and the wine? And then they'll say, it's going to become Jesus. Then we say, who brought Jesus to Mary? And then they say the Holy Spirit, because they would have heard the story of the Annunciation and the Holy Spirit coming over Mary and bringing Jesus to her. And so they recognize this gesture of epiclesis as the coming of the Holy Spirit to transform the bread and wine and make it holy. Um, and so they they continue, these all grow with the child, so they very much recognize this gesture of epiclesis. And then when they're older, they say, I receive the same Holy Spirit that Mary received you know, as they're preparing for confirmation. So it's really it's really beautiful, um, mm. this method. That also well, thank you. With them.
2: Thank you, everyone, yeah. for tuning in to Real Presence Live. I'm Thomas Esker, and we're joined by Karen Sisson, um, who is the Director of Religious Education in at uh, the Church of St. Michael and St. Mary in Stillwater, and we're speaking about a new method that really isn't all that new, right? It goes back um, 70 years now, mm. uh, formed in Italy, of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. And Karen, Father Smith talked about how they have an atrium set up. And if you're not familiar with CGS, you might hear this word, come and see our atrium. Why does CGS Mm -hmm. use this term um, for sort of the space or the environment that's set up for the catechesis?
0: Yeah, so the atrium is probably similar to like what a classroom would be, but we call it an atrium because um, it's where the catechumens used to be before be prepared before they enter the church. And we are helping the children enter into the Mass and the church. So we call it an atrium. But Montessori saw that the environment is actually very purposeful in teaching because the children have these absorbent minds. So they're actually learning more from the environment than they are from even direct instruction. So we set up this atrium that's very beautiful and simple and somber with beautiful materials where they can come and learn about Jesus, and everything's at their height, so that they can see it and they can function freely and independently in that atrium.
2: You know, this catechetical method is really spreading, um, not only in our own diocese of Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. but up in Fargo. It's in several parishes. It's really taken over Bismarck, Mandan. Um, it, yeah. It's sort of all over the place. And I really encourage listeners um, to look into this. And there's a, there's a podcast out there that's been released about learning more about the, the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd called the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast. You know, contact your parish or a parish that has Catechesis of the Good Shepherd and ask to tour of their atrium mm-hmm. and to hear more about what this is. And Karen, you're coming over to us you're from Stillwater. Yes. You're coming out to Watertown, South Dakota this summer, aren't you?
0: Yes, I am. I will be in Watertown in June, uh, June 8th to the 13th. Um, We will have Part A of this Level 1 course, and we'll do Part B the following year. But yes, I encourage you, if you want to experience the joy and the peace that the children are receiving and, and why this is exciting to all of us catechists and priests and religious, come and see this beautiful method.
2: So one different thing, just speaking from a director's standpoint that's challenging with catechesis like a Good Shepherd is you have to be trained, you have to be formed and go through these courses to be able to offer this catechesis um, at your parish. And it's uh, 90 hours of training per level. So level one is three to six-year-old kids, level two is six to nine, and level three is nine to twelve. So you cannot offer the catechesis without being formed. And really, that's because this catechesis is a gift that's being passed on, right? And it's not something you can necessarily, you can read about it, but it's passed on from
0: person to person, right? Exactly, yes. Because you're you're proclaiming the Word of God, and that needs to be proclaimed from person to person. Um, Yeah, and so we have this very... Um, this gift that we give you that that you can take to the children and then we also learn about the practicalities of how to implement it in a school and parish how to do the Mm -hmm. presentations and all those things
2: So you're coming June 8th to the 13th to Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, South Dakota This formation is sponsored by the diocese and so there's a free will offering um, that's being asked. You can sign up for this course by contacting Emily Leadham at the diocese, or perhaps your parish um, contact, and they can point you in the right direction. Karen, is there any message you would like to leave our listeners this morning?
0: I would say just come and see. It's really a method you have to come and see and to experience see this road of holy joy that the children give us as such a gift of how to be in relationship with God.
2: Well, I was able to be in formation with you last summer. I'm so grateful for the two weeks that we had to receive this gift, and I'm excited for more people um, to receive it and for it to grow. Start out as a mustard seed, but I want that mustard seed to grow into a giant mustard bush, right? right?
0: (laughs) So thank you so much, Karen,
1: for being with us.
0: Thank you. I'll see you in June. All right.
1: sounds good. And uh, we'll Thank you, Karen, and God bless all our catechists and all those who work in religious education in our listening area, of course, uh, just continuing to proclaim the gospel to our young people and future generations of the church. Uh, let's go to Eli for approval of the show next week, or tomorrow, right here on Real Presence Live. Eli. already, thanks, Father. Yeah, of course, we've got another show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. It'll be at St. James Church in Duluth, Minnesota. Father Richard Kunst and Kevin Pelon will be our hosts. She's been a Catholic for almost a year now now. What was it that brought her to the church? And what has the past year been like for Karen Wickner? Well, you'll want to tune in to find out. And of course, you're going to want to save the date because the Vatican is returning to Duluth. What do we mean by that? And how can you be a part of that exciting event? Roddy Hughes will share some details. And it was a historic March for Life this year with a first-time visit from a sitting president of the United States. We'll check in with Jacques Daniel of the Diocese of Rapid City to hear about his, how his pilgrimage had an impact on the lives of the youth he led to Washington, D.C. All that and so much more coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on The Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. And thanks, Eli, for the beautiful show that we have coming up here tomorrow morning on Real Presence Live. Again, you can join us Monday through Friday right here. Um, also, if you have questions about your Catholic faith, write them down. Give us a call, and you can always touch base with us on our Straight Talk segment, and that's every morning right here on Real Presence Live. Thomas, it's been a, a joy to spend and share life together. Uh, again, speaking about the beauty of human dignity, uh, the church in the public square, the work of catechesis we do, and evangelization and also just praying with one another Hmm. and and looking at all the beautiful things the Lord is doing here. Um, you know. As we we go forth uh, to proclaim the gospel with our lives, we ask Jesus to uh, continue to give us strength, especially as we face um, whatever the Lord might have in store for us today. Uh, Thomas, is there any way that we can pray for you and your work as an evangelist?
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you could just pray, especially for Sacred Heart Parish, the the parish where I am employed and just for an opening to uh, the work of the Holy Spirit that we're led um, into a greater uh, proclamation of the gospel, of evangelization of becomes a specific emphasis um, in our parish and in our community, especially here at Sacred Heart. That'd be awesome.
1: Well, as we join with all our listeners, we hope the same for you and your parish. We pray for your parish priest. We pray for your bishops in all our listening area. We know the work of the gospel is, is here. And let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise and glory for bringing us together as we celebrate and point out your work in all our creation. We ask that you would bless our homes, bless our parishes, and help us passionately proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ with every person we meet. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit go in peace. Thanks be to God.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central.